Leviticus 15 podcast, where you'll receive Bible study tools and tips in just 15 minutes. Hey everybody, welcome to the Focus 15 podcast. I am your co-host, Chris Orr. And I am the other co-host, Katie Orr. That's right. If uh, <laughs> if you were to see this written down somewhere, her name would appear before mine because she's a bigger deal than I am. And today we are on episode three of season three, answering the question, what if I don't enjoy studying the Bible? Now, we also could have uh, titled this episode, Dirty Secrets. <laughs> <laughs> because I think one of the dirty one of the dirtiest secret in most Christians' lives is that at some point you go through a season where if you're really, really honest, you mm-hmm. don't enjoy studying the Bible. But that's not something that you can really say right. in your small group Bible study or Well you can. Well you depending can depending on your small group. Hopefully it's a safe place. But That's true. But often yes. that's not a real pleasant thing to admit to. And so it's not most, something you're going to stand up on Sunday morning and be like, hey, nobody's gonna I hate get, reading my Bible. Yeah, nobody's going to get like a cross <laughs> tattoo with that under the cross. <laughs> so, but I think it's very, it's very fitting uh, that, we, that we deal with this today because I think it very much is un- a universal experience that most Christians at some point in their, in their Christian life, in their, in their Christian walk, will experience a kind of a lull in the desire to study the Bible. And maybe they have the desire to de- to desire it. They they want to want it. Yeah, that that's what I call the want to want to. Why do we not want to study the Bible? Well, I would say there's four reasons. Probably more than four, but I'm going to give you four. The first one, and I hope this isn't true, but this very much could be the answer, and that is that there is a lack of regeneration that's in your life. Word. So regeneration is the biblical word for new birth. So the moment that you come to Christ, there is a a new birth that happens where you are all of a sudden given a a new heart, new desires, all of these things to to desire the things of God truly for the first time. The Bible calls that regeneration or new birth. So it could be the case that perhaps the reason you don't want to study the Bible is because there's not any real, genuine, authentic faith to be had. Now, I hope again, I hope that's not the reason, mm-hmm. but that could be a reason. So let me get into three reasons in addition so to that. So what do that. we do if that's, that is the reason, though? Uh, repent and come to Christ. Um, <laughs> so the the three reasons I think that most people listening to this podcast would deal with is this. First is what I would call running and hiding. So just like Jonah, when Jonah was in sin, his his response was, I'm going to run and hide. And Out so one of the reasons it would cause us to not want to study Scripture is if we know that we're in a pattern of sin – we don't want to go be around the word where God's going to be like, yeah, this is clearly what's going on in your life. And so we, we, we will run and hide, and that will kind of rob our desire to study the word. Uh, another one, and this is honestly where I struggle, is the issue of spiritual pride. So if you feel like you've got to a point in your life where you know a lot of – you feel like you have some satisfactory answers to a lot of the Bible's big questions and a lot of – uh, where you and you kind of know where you stand on a lot of issues. You might feel like, well, I, I kind of already know the basics, and I know a little bit beyond the basics, and so um, maybe I don't need to study anymore. Maybe maybe I don't have the have to have that same urgent desire that I had when I first became a Christian. And there was a lot of things that I didn't really know. Mm-hmm. So that spiritual pride, I think, can also sap you of some of the the desire to study the word. And the last one would be a comparison to a spiritual high. 
So there's times in all of our lives where we, we, we really do desire to study the Word, and, and our time in the Word is just very uh, fruitful and productive. And there's other times where it's just not as productive. Mm-hmm. And it could be that it's not that we don't desire, it's that our maybe our desire isn't as great as it has been in the past. Mm-hmm. So I think all of these are reasons that, that could explain why we don't desire or why we don't enjoy spending time in the Word. Mm-hmm. But if all we did was highlight uh, causes, that, problem. Would, that wouldn't be a very good <laughs> podcast episode. Yeah. So Katie, what would you say are some solutions to these issues? Yeah. Well, just like you, I've got a few here, but there's, oh, I'm sure I'm missing something. But these were kind of the things that came popped into my mind first and also have been fruitful in my own life. And there's five of them. And the first one is, I would say, be encouraged instead of defeated. Uh, It is so easy to get into that negative cycle of, I am the worst Christian in the world. What is wrong with me that I don't want to study the Bible? I think we've all been there, you know, or maybe it could be, you know, I don't want to go to church or I don't want to love people or, you know, all the different commands really that we're given and exhorted to do in scripture. But this one especially is so key because so much hinges on our love for God's word and our time in God's word. And so if we don't have a love for God's word, then we can really get into that negative uh, cycle of, I am the worst person in the world. I'm the worst Christian. So we've got to stop that. And the only way to stop that is to, to look at, look at the, we were talking about the want to want to is like, be excited that you want to want to, because there's still some desire in there. (laughs) If you didn't even care at all, if you weren't even asking this question, then there, that, that's something that we want to to look at. Indicative of a greater problem. Yes. Of a greater problem. So if you are asking this question, if you are discouraged at your lack of desire for the word, be encouraged. So that's the first thing. The second thing would be to pray. This is a is a supernatural gift that we will receive from God, a desire for God's word. It's a fruit of the spirit. It's a fruit of abiding in Christ. It's a fruit of intimacy with God. They are all the same command. And as we experience intimacy with God, we will experience a love for God's word. And the closer we get to God, the greater we will have a love for God's word. I've seen that true in my life. And that doesn't mean that I wake up every morning and be like, I love to study my Bible. But I would say my enjoyment of studying the Bible is so much greater than it was 10 years ago, certainly than it was 20 years ago. It is something that the more you get of, the more you want. And so Sometimes though, we've got to get ourselves over that barrier of actually doing it. And I think the, the first action we need to do be, beyond being encouraged is to pray. And I love the promise in 1 John 5, 14 through 15 that says that if we ask anything according to his will, that he's going to answer us. That's a paraphrase, of course. Uh, so if we, if we know that we are in Christ and that God loves us and God's given us his word and his word says read the word, love the word, treasure the word, do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. I mean, there are so many commands in the Bible to be in the Bible, (laughs) to read the Bible, to study the Bible, to make the Bible our lifeline spiritually. So if that is God's will for us, he will answer that prayer. We do not have that same assurance about every prayer that we pray, but we do with anything that we know that is black and white in Scripture, and this is one of those things. So I believe that if you pray, help me, God, give me a love for your word, that he will undoubtedly answer that prayer. So pray. 
The third thing that I would say action to take is to act in faith. So you've gotten yourself out of that negative cycle, and then you've prayed and asked God to give you a love for his word. Well, act in faith, not in feelings. Too often we act in response to our feelings, or we don't act because we don't feel like it. We've got to act in faith that God is going to give us that desire, that he's going to answer that prayer instead of acting on what we feel. Um, Fourth would be to quit comparing. Or, and or you can say manage your expectations. So it's so easy for me to look at, oh, so-and-so has her quiet time this way, and she studies the Bible this way, and mine just doesn't even look like that. Uh, especially in this Pinterest, Instagram age where we are seeing small little snapshots of some people that, you know, they may have been studying God's Word for 20 years, and you're just starting. Well, <laughs> your time is going to look a lot different than somebody that's been walking with the Lord for 20 years, and vice versa. And they may they may be showing you just a very highly curated version of yes. their life that uh, you know they they get their uh, journal out and they write a bunch of stuff down mm-hmm. all for the purpose of being seen on you know practicing yeah. the righteousness before men and women um, and I think scripture is clear you know mm-hmm. when you when that's your goal they are going to have their reward so you can't really compare yourself to them mm-hmm. um, and and concentrate also on what mm-hmm. God's called you to do. Yeah. And some people are doing that out of, look at me, look at me. And some people are not. I mean, I post stuff about my quiet time all the time because that's my ministry. That's... And I feel very judged by that every time I look at your <laughs> pin- Instagram. And it's just fun to make it pretty. But not. I also try to give just everyday looks at it too. But I guess that's just the nature of Instagram is you want it to look cute. And so... You know, certainly a, a heart thing that any of us that are posting on social media need to be aware of. But whether we're on social media, whether we're posting our quiet times on social media, or whether, you know, wherever it is that you are comparing yourself, you need to pay attention to that and quit comparing yourself to other people. Um, okay, the next action is I would say remember. Remember who God is. Remember that if you are in Christ, that he loves you unconditionally, that he's never going to leave you or forsake you. What are some, I mean, just what are some other things that we can remember that comes to mind? Uh, remember so that, many promises. Well, remember that, that Christ died for all your sin, past, present, and future. Yes. So, you know, if you feel like, man, I've really dropped the ball, uh, I've really fallen off the horse. Well, Christ died for that sin. You're forgiven. Get back up on the horse. Yeah. Exactly. There are so many things that we can remember, but when, especially when we're in those low points of feeling, we just don't feel like doing something. And again, I've been studying the Psalms lately. Many of you are doing that as well. And we see it over and over again, how the psalmist teaches his soul. He preaches to his soul. He says, soul, why are you feeling this way? Soul, you need to think this way. You need to remember who God is. You need to remember what he's already done for you. You need to remember that he is good. You need to remember that God's word is your life. God's word is your joy. It's the only thing that will refresh your soul. And so we have to do that too. We've got to preach to ourselves and we're always preaching to ourselves. We're either preaching something negative or positive. And so when we preach to ourselves what we know to be true already about God's word, that will help it a lot. Something I'd add, and maybe we should have put this in the causes, but I think if you're like me, 
you tend to get in your head a lot and, and you really start to think about, am I doing this for the right motives? Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, I don't want to do it with wrong motives, and so I just won't do it at all. Mm-hmm. And I would say that if given the choice between reading the Bible, studying the Bible for the wrong reasons, the wrong, you know, so that other people think highly of you being a wrong motive, if, if given the choice between doing it for the wrong reasons and not doing it for less wrong reasons... <laughs> I would encourage you to do it for the wrong reasons. And here's why I say that. Would you rather be way out of shape but have a good attitude about it? Or would you rather have the 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 discipline and the habits built up to to, to really stay in shape but have the maybe have a little bit of a of an ego about it. Mm-hmm. Well, I would I would pick if I had to choose between the two, I would pick being in shape and then having an ego about it because God could very quickly correct me and bring me into alignment with his will in terms of my attitude and and in an instant the attitude part can change, but it takes months, years to build disciplines mm-hmm. that if you will if you will build those even when you don't feel like it that's going to bear fruit when when the when the heart does change and so i would say always err on the side of building those disciplines building those habits mm-hmm. cuz it's very it's all it's easy for god to correct your heart it, it takes a lot longer for for god to build in you habits that you haven't started yet mm-hmm. yeah and something else i meant i meant to mention under the quick comparing or or and maybe i should have just made those two different things quick comparing yourself to others but also manage expectations and you hit on this with the comparison of the spiritual high that often our expectation becomes every time i sit down and read the bible i need to have these aha moments every time i every verse i read i should be able to apply it right away every oh gosh we have so many expectations and there is much about studying the Bible that I like to think of them as like paper-thin layers that we, can, we can't even see sometimes when we read it. We don't realize that it is building a foundation of something, of, of a lifetime of knowledge and application and interpretation and all those things. That it doesn't come over, overnight, um, but even you know, God says that his word does not return void. So every time in it, even if you do it for the wrong motives, or even if you only get one minute, or even if you only read one verse and you were so confused, God is still going to use that time. He's going to bless that obedience. Even if our, I mean, our motives will never be 100% pure. Never. Not this side of eternity. Not, yeah. And so it's always a mixed bag. All right, so those are the five actions. Be encouraged instead of defeated. Pray. Act in faith, not feelings. Quit comparing and manage your expectations. And then remember who God is and who you are in Christ. All right. Hey, thanks, guys, for listening today. Hope you have found something that uh, will help you in your spiritual journey. And we will look forward to seeing you next time. All right. Until next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you've enjoyed these tips, share it with a friend. To learn more about Chris and Katie and the Focused 15 ministry, go to Focused15.com. Have a great week.